You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Hi there, and welcome to War Horses, the only equestrian podcast that is uh, 100% behind wearing masks. Heck, I wore masks even before all this stuff started. Uh, oh, and I also talk about Auburn Equestrian. So, yes, um, not a lot of equestrian news going on, so, uh, you know, we've been looking at a few things here, hoping to get maybe a schedule someday soon, but then things are starting to change in the sports world, and who knows what's going to happen. So, we're kind of in a holding pattern right now. Uh, pretty soon, students are going to be going back to classes, at least that's what we think, and we'll see how it all goes. There's, of course, the the question of whether or not football is going to happen and what domino effect that's going to have because of course football being the marquee sport pulls in a lot of revenues for a lot of these schools and so without that revenue if that got canceled how would you get enough money to have all the other sports so you could see a domino effect where a lot of sports get canceled not necessarily because of how safe or unsafe they would be to conduct them but there simply wouldn't be the funds to do them so um, everybody's kind of a little scared how things are going to turn out, uh, and then, of course, not even counting the fact that there is a big pandemic going on right now, and we're just trying to deal with that as a society. So with all of that going on, I thought, you know what, we need to do a podcast and talk about Auburn Equestrian, because again, Auburn Equestrian is one of the big, bright, shining lights in all of this weirdness. Um, even if we did get that uh, postseason canceled, I think we all know how it was going to turn out anyway. So, I was looking around and I was thinking, well, what could I do a podcast on? And I happened to realize that, hey, a couple of y'all writers, y'all, you know, y'all follow me on social media. Uh, you laugh at some of my jokes. And I said, well, you know what? That right there is um, all I require from a podcast guest. And uh, so, yeah, I um, messaged Haley Pembroke, one of our seniors here from this past year. And I said, hey, Haley, how would you like to be my very first podcast interview? Um, and she said, sure. So I set up a Zoom chat. We got on there and um, here it is. This is pretty much the greatest Haley Pembroke interview of all time. I'm joined today by Haley Pembroke, a member of the Auburn Equestrian team. She is a senior graduate this year. Now, I'm not going to list all of her accolades. That would be very boring. Instead, I'm just going to tell you about this. She is smart. She is an overachiever in the classroom, and she understands the importance of making time to help others in the community. You can get all that stuff from reading articles about Haley, but what you cannot get is why Haley Pembroke is like all that. So let's figure it out. Hello, Haley, and welcome to War Horses. Thank you for having me. You know, you are actually my first guest on the podcast. Usually I'm just talking by myself, but it is a big thrill for me to actually have someone here on the podcast with me. So where are you calling in from today? Today I'm calling in from Chelan, Washington. 
Oh, okay. So have you actually been there since March, back when everything shut down? I actually stayed in Auburn until the first week of May, and then I drove all the way back across the country from Auburn. After finished, yes. <laughs> wow, that is like, what, 2,000 miles or something? That's amazing. Yeah, I think it's about 2,100 miles. <laughs> That's like 40 hours or something, if you drove it straight. But you probably didn't drive it straight, did you? No, no, okay. I had my dad with me, so. Well, man, that is a big road trip. Now, do you do that a lot or do you typically fly? I usually fly. That was the only time I did that trip. Okay, so yeah, I guess with everything shutting down, you know, flying really wasn't an option. As I said in the intro, you are a winner of many awards, your four-time academic All-American, and you have a scholarship that I believe you're going to be using to go to Nebraska. Is that correct? Yes. So what are you going to be studying out there? Tell us a little bit about that. So at the University of Nebraska this fall, I'm going to be part of their Master of Arts in Business with a specialization in Intercollegiate Athletics Administration program. Okay, so that would be, I guess, a program that uh, prepares you to work with either maybe a professional sporting organization or an amateur uh, sporting organization at a college or something. Yes. Now, I don't know a lot about this realm. Um, What is it about that program? Are they prestigious or are they a fly-by-night operation? What are they? It's a pretty new program. So my cohort will only be the seventh cohort. Um, so it's kind of gaining popularity. They only take 12 kids a year, so it's pretty small. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know that they're, they're working on kind of gaining prestige and, um, getting the program's name out there a lot more. So why that particular program? Was it because they specialized in that or was it a compromise with your mom to move halfway back home? (laughs) That was, the area of study was definitely a big part of it. Um, I knew I wanted to go into collegiate sports. So but I also as a finance major, I wanted to keep the business part of it still as part of my graduate degree. And it's really hard to find like dual MBA and dual sport management programs. There's not very many of them. So this program was kind of the best of both worlds, because I'll be taking a lot of the same classes that the MBA students are taking. But then I still get that focus in the sports and my last two semesters. So it'll be a three semester program. So two out of the three semesters, I'll have a graduate assistantship with the athletic department. So I'll have my tuition covered. Cool. So you'll actually get to work with the Nebraska athletic program. Yes. Yeah. Well, they're a prestigious athletic department. So at least that part of it is legitimate. So what is it about sports administration where you've decided, hey, this is what I want to go into? I mean, you're obviously a college athlete, but What is it about sports that's making you think, hey, I want to be a part of making this all happen? I really struggled with what I wanted to do with my business degree the first couple years I was in college. I liked my classes a lot and I liked the track I was on, but I was never really sure what area specifically I wanted to go into with it. And then after being on the team for a couple of years and seeing everything that Coach Williams built, that really inspired me to want to get involved with college sports. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, because one of the cool things about college athletics is how it creates this community where we as fans can cheer along with y'all, support y'all when you're winning, also be there when you're not. So it's really cool. So have you always been in athletics growing up? Um, I started showing horses when I was 13 years old. I started riding when I was 11. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that in high school, I 
also ran cross country. So another thing that you're kind of known for in the Auburn Equestrian Program is the service award. I believe I read an interview with you and you were talking about how when you first got to Auburn, you weren't really planning on being involved in service uh, community projects. But along the way, it was sort of expected of you. So how did you really go from being this freshman girl who had no plans to do all that to where now you're winning awards for being a community service person? I feel like I kind of walked into it. I got a little bit lucky because it was just something, as I've said before, that was just expected of my team. Like that was just what we did, especially like my first three years on the team. Like everybody just did a few hours of community service individually each month. So it was just kind of not really something that was on my radar coming in because our schedules are already so full and we're all so busy all the time. But I definitely found that it was a way that I could immediately contribute to the team and the reputation of the program. Not to like say that doing community service was a means to an end, but it was definitely a way that I could be contributing to my team and to Auburn without necessarily being on a horse. So as a freshman who kind of struggled in the athletics area a little bit at first, um, it was definitely a nice way to introduce myself to this community that I just really wasn't familiar with at all. And I, it just, I really grew to like it a lot. Neat. So are you going to continue that when you're out on your own, stuff like that? Yes, definitely. Now you mentioned how you came in as a freshman, you weren't really a starter as a program in your four years, you've ridden mostly exhibitions, not a lot of starts. So what was it about Auburn that drew you all the way across the country? Because here at Auburn, you didn't start, but there were probably programs elsewhere where you could have started. So what drew you to Auburn? Honestly, what drew me to Auburn was Coach Manili. Um, She worked for my barn owner at home many, many years ago, like 30 years ago, maybe. maybe Well, you don't want to just, you don't want to hang her out to dry on that. But yeah, we'll say a little while ago. Yeah. So we had that connection there. Um, So she was the one that first was talking to the barn owner and said, hey, if the girls are interested, like they should come to a couple Auburn clinics. And Auburn honestly had not really been on my radar until Coach Manili started working there. And I went to my first clinic and I absolutely loved it. And I loved the school and it was a great fit academically. So that was that was just it. The first time I was there, I knew that's where I wanted to be. So what was your parents' reaction? I guess they had heard of Auburn, but all the way from Washington State. I mean, were they saying, hey, could you look at some a little closer to home? They were very supportive. My parents have always been extremely supportive of me and my riding career. My options close to home, they're just, there aren't many. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, it was really only South Dakota State and Fresno State. So, which are both great up and coming programs, but definitely it's not the same as being in the SEC. So they were definitely all for it. They were now, supporters. Now, did you look at other SEC schools? Because I guess you would have flown into Atlanta and driven down to Auburn. So did you go visit that other school over in Georgia? I did. I had a good friend who I rode with um, as a youth that was riding for the University of Georgia at the time. So she showed me around campus. Um, so I kind of did like a little self tour there, but I went there right after I was at Auburn and it was university of Georgia is a very cool school, but it was definitely a big difference from Auburn. Oh, really? Okay. Now I'm new enough to the program that all the ins and outs of the, how things work, I really don't understand all that. So just hearing that 
you know, we're out there recruiting. This is legitimate. We're not just, you know, lucking out here and getting a few great riders that, you know, we're out there recruiting, winning the hearts and minds of these young girls. Uh, that's really encouraging. Plus, we beat out Georgia to get you. So that's awesome. I love that. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2Cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. So, yeah, since I am so new to Equestrian, I have some questions that I am hoping you will help me out with. So whenever they sign new girls, uh, they always post out on Twitter the girl's name and then they list all of her accomplishments. And to me, it just seems like it's a bunch of random letters, something like 2019 XYZ something something uh, grand champion junior comptroller region three. But which one of those are legitimate? What what are the ones we should get excited about? I don't know a ton about uh-huh. constant world. I know a little bit. Like I know that if it says like that they were like they placed at like a McClay finals okay. or an equitation final okay. or trying to think of what other wording they use. But anything like equitation finals, zone finals, McClay finals, those are all huge ones. All right, so um, get excited if we see those words. Yes, Pennsylvania National Horse Show. If you see the abbreviation W-I-S-H, the Washington International Horse Show, those are all really big hunt seat shows. Oh, okay. Um, I side on the Western, anything like if it says NRHA World Champion, that's a huge deal. H-U-H World Champion, Congress, APHA World Champion, APHC, those are our like main breed organizations that we compete with. All right. Okay. I'm I'm recording all this. So I'm going to go back <laughs> later and look up a whole bunch of the girls that we signed and see who falls into that category. And then I'm going to get real worried if I see Georgia and Texas A&M signing a bunch of those girls. But They've got good recruits. So <laughs> They do. Well, they've got, to, they've got to, or else we're just going to run them into the ground every year. So yeah, but I'll, I'll just say, you know, they don't ever list on the Twitter uh, image, you know, oh, this girl is a barn rat or this girl, <laughs> her parents are trainers. So she rides 40 horses a month you know they don't list that which maybe they should because that would help me out 
So with your summer plans, when are you going to be starting up at Nebraska and what are you sort of doing between now and then? I've just been at home working at a retail store in town the last couple months. So I have about four more days of that and then I'm going to pack up my stuff out of my parents' house and my mom and I are leaving for Nebraska on July 31st. So we're going to drive to Lincoln Mm -hmm. and then I'm planning on attending graduation in Auburn. So we're going to go move into my apartment in Lincoln and then we're going to fly to Atlanta and I'll go to graduation and then I'll come back to Lincoln and I'm supposed to start classes Monday, August 17th and we're going to start online and then we'll start meeting in class the next Monday, August 24th. Cool. Because obviously with COVID-19, there's going to be some mix of uh, classes that are in person, maybe some online. And I was actually thinking about that. With your program being so new, I think that's going to allow some of your professors to maybe integrate a lot of what's going on right now in the world of sports with the COVID-19, the safety restrictions and all of that. So as you're going through your classes, you know, presumably you're going to get to learn more about this aspect of the sports world too. Yeah, I think with everything that COVID-19 has brought on, that learning about the sports world right now and the current environment will be pretty fascinating. Okay, so you said you're coming back to Auburn. Uh, You're going to go to the graduation ceremony. That is awesome. I will also be at the graduation ceremony. I'll probably see you there. I'm not sure if you'll see me, but you'll probably be on the Jumbotron and all that stuff. Now, that brings up a small detail. One of the things that was big tragedy with everything getting cut short is I was all planning to go out to Waco. Also, I was going to probably go out to the SEC championships over in Bristol. And I was planning on making a sign that said, if it ain't Pembroke, don't fix it. And I think, <laughs> and the world losing out on that is the big catastrophe of all this. So you've obviously seen me tweet that out. Yes. So one thing I've realized is maybe I need to change the wording on that because I've been saying, if it ain't Pembroke, don't fix it. Because of course, the original phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I realized that if something isn't broke, then you want it to stay in that state. And so then if I'm trying to say, if it ain't Pembroke, don't fix it, that means I want it to not be Pembroke, which is not right. I want it to be Pembroke. So I think I should change the statement to say, if it's Pembroke, don't fix it. What do you think? I think that might make more sense. Yeah, it's linguistically a little bit better, but it still gets your name in there. So when you do come back to Auburn, are you going to get a chance to get back together with the other ladies? Are there is there anything official that's been planned? We don't really have any official plans right now. I know that, I mean, we're all kind of going in different directions at this point. So I don't think there'll be that many of us from my class there right now. I think there's only three of us that will for sure be there out of like the eight of us total that are graduating from undergrad. So I know we have a couple leaving for other schools. And so unfortunately, not not the whole class will be there. Oh, well, that's interesting. Okay, well, you know, here's something that I'm going to give you a little teaser on, something to get you even more excited about that weekend, because, you know, you're probably not that excited about graduating. But back in, I guess, April, back when everything had gotten canceled, I went and made for the seniors uh, gifts for y'all. And I didn't know if y'all were ever getting back together. So I sent them to the equestrian center and I think Morgan has them and they're holding on to them until y'all all get together. And, you. <laughs> well, you don't even know what it is, but, but I will tell you, it is amazing. You will go crazy when you see it, but don't let Morgan keep it. She's got your present. So one thing I do want to touch on before we leave here, um, your role within the program, let's say that it's 20, 25, 30 years from now, maybe you're visiting Auburn with your daughter. She's interested in an equestrian program. Y'all show up. Y'all go over to the equestrian center. Uh, You walk in. There's just this wall of trophies. So you go over there to your four years 
that you were here. What are you going to tell her about that time? What do you want her to sort of uh, take away about your legacy here at Auburn? Wow. Yeah, um, yeah. This is a tough one. you got to work question. in this one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what happened in four years? Um, that's a tough one to sum up. Um, I mean, the whole last four years, they were, that was an experience of a lifetime. Like, that's just not something you can ever replicate again in anything else. Say as far as, like, who I was on the team, say, like, the team was just kind of this space where I got to show up every day, no matter what else was going on in my life, and just do what I loved every single day. And what was, I guess what's really special about how we run our program is we're all together all the time. So, a lot of schools, they choose to run their practice formats a lot differently than we do, and we choose to run ours so that everybody is at the barn four to six days a week. So all 40 of us are together every single day, and you really learn like what your niche is and what your role is. So everybody figures out that they have a place and they have a way to be valuable. Um, and I think that just getting to spend four years in really giving all of yourself into 39 other people is just it's like it's the most incredible learning experience like there's really nothing else that could have been more beneficial to me as a person or a competitor and there's there's really nothing else that could have taught me the same lessons that being on the team did and being able to really just embrace a role wholeheartedly no matter what that was year to year and just really learning how to buy in a hundred percent and take on whatever it was that my team needed me to do so yeah I mean that kind of reminds me of how just you know, here as a member of the Auburn family, we just love bragging about anything good about Auburn. Um, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, we all got super excited because somebody had built a drone that could lift a football up and then drop it. And then somebody in a tiger suit could ca- could catch it. And 80,000 people got super excited and we all just cheered. So what is it that you could tell people that you could say, hey, during my four years that I was here at Auburn, this is something that you, as an Auburn fan, can be proud of what I and the other writers did here in this program. I would say at the heart of like what our team does and everything that Coach Williams does and everything that he pushes with us, um, everything is very Auburn family focused and very fan focused. Like we do things so that we make the Auburn family proud. Like it's more than just like we are this group of girls and we're good at riding horses and we want to go win lots of things. Obviously you want to do well in competition, but I would say at the end of the day, it was always more about um, how we were representing our school and how we were representing just the Auburn community as a whole. Well, that's obviously something we can all be proud of. Yeah. I mean, your program is consistently good. I mean, yeah, for... (laughs) fans of most Auburn sports we don't get a lot of consistency so having that team that we kind of knew you know day in day out they were going to probably win and be champions that was really a nice uh, gift that we all got I would say too it was just kind of like this thing everything that we do every year was progress for the next generation of equestrians or female student athletes and I'd say that was probably the biggest thing that coach Williams always pushed um was just I mean his favorite thing to say is you have to be willing to plant a seed for a tree you will never shade under and that is definitely present in everything that we do everything is for the next generation of female student athletes so the girls that were doing this 18 years before I would ever set foot at the unit um it definitely everything that they did benefited me and my teammates so our job is to pay that forward oh cool and you feel like you've done that pretty well I would say that this group that we had this last year especially we 
we definitely have continued to do that. I mean, yeah. I mean, Dern, you have two back-to-back undefeated seasons. Uh, you had uh, two national championship seasons and maybe a third. Um, we'll see. I think I think history will go back and will will show that this this last year we will probably get recognized as national champions, uh, even though we haven't been awarded it yet. I, I feel like eventually we're going to just say, you know what, that they were national champions. We're going to just go ahead and recognize that. So obviously, yes, like you said. Um, you know, you've represented Auburn so well. You and the other riders were all very proud of you, very proud of the other riders. Thanks. So, yeah, thank you for everything you've done and good luck for everything you're going to do after Auburn. Thank you. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. You know, you are my first guest ever, actually. So you are number one. But I'm sure that will become more prestigious as I get more guests. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a delight. War Eagle. War Eagle. Well, as you can see, I was not lying. That really was the greatest Haley Pembroke interview of all time. And yeah, thank you again, Haley, for coming on the show. This was awesome. I hope everybody enjoyed that uh, little interview with Haley. You know, one of the things I really liked about it as I was going back through and editing the episode together, I was thinking about, you know, one of the things when I was putting out my questions, I was really trying to challenge her with just what does she think her legacy is? And if you remember that one question about, you know, 20 years from now when she copes back uh, to Auburn and she looks at this giant wall of trophies and sees her little four-year section of that, you know, what does that mean to her? What's that legacy that she's going to, you know, take from that? And it was very interesting because I think for her, well, you know, if it were me, I'd be like, hey, y'all, look at that. Suck it, Georgia. Look at that wall. But that's that's not how Haley does it at all. You know, to her, that wall, that section of that wall, that represents the four years that she was part of a team uh, where everybody worked together. Everybody showed up on those same days on practices. Everybody uh, fit into their small role so that all of them could succeed or fail together. It wasn't about, hey, look what I did. Look what our, our accomplishments were. It was really about here's what I did for four years so that we could all succeed or fail together. And man, that was, boy, that was really cool. That was really cool to hear. And so really that's, I think that's her legacy. And to a large part, that's the legacy of everybody in the Auburn Equestrian Program is that, um, you know, they're doing it together, fail or succeed. That's really what they're they're trying to do is be together. And yeah, uh, it's not about the individual there. So really great to hear that from her. I hope y'all enjoyed her interview and this episode. So until next time, War Eagle and War Horses. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to e2cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?